Hey IDP Army, Jordan Reigns here with the IDP 411 Podcast. Just want to tell you guys today about our sponsor of the show, ExpandTheBoxScore.com. ExpandTheBoxScore.com has premium NFL and college football stats. They're adaptable, they're affordable, there's all kinds of great stuff on there from the NFL to college football. It's great for people that are in the Devi leagues looking to uh, get that edge over their, their league mates. So go check out ExpandTheBoxScore.com, proud sponsor of the show. And now, without further ado, on to the IDP 411. In a wormhole, probably about to burn. In a white tunnel, are you ever gonna learn? See land, probably gonna merge. Gonna be dead laying in the dirt. What up? This is Jared Gray with my co-host Jordan Reigns at IDP 411. Today, we're gonna do the Dynasty ID uh, Dynasty linebackers uh, top 10. We both got a different list. We're gonna do a little back and forth. Uh, could be kind of fun, but before we get to that. What is going on with Eric Reed, Jordan? Dude, that is a uh, a good question. Um, you know, he had a he had a great IDP season. Um, how good he actually was on the field is a little different, I guess. He uh, was not very uh, highly looked at by the PFF guys. Um, and for whatever reason, Carolina let him go. So, you know, even though they kind of were talking about what a great leader he was and they seemed to like him, but the whole regime there is different now. Um, so I, I knocked him down a little bit in my dynasty rankings just because at the moment he doesn't have a team, you know, and we've seen guys that have, you know, had good seasons, you know, the, he'll probably, I assume he'll get picked up and, you know, I think landing spots going to be big for how he produces this year, but um, I, I knocked him down a little bit just cause there's a little more inherent risk with him right now. But, uh, what, go ahead, yeah, man, what for me, I just don't know. I mean, like you said, I, especially with Luke Keekley going away, I really thought that he was going to be kind of an anchor for them, a guy that they would keep and really Rely spread their on. wings on. Yeah, I, I just didn't expect him for him to get cut in the beginning. And for it to happen and not really have any suitors yet, uh, rumor has it, like you told me before we started, uh, Houston's interested, uh, which would be awesome to see him uh, – you know, the Reed boys, we could call them together. And it, it would be awesome to see that personally because they're already going to be on the field. It would be big for IDP fans. Oh, uh, yeah. And Houston, I mean, with DeAndre Hopkins leaving, I mean, you have to think that the defense will be on the field a little bit more just because the offense is probably not going to be able to move the chains quite as much. So that would be a good – that would be an ideal landing spot, in my opinion. I mean, we saw two years ago Kareem Jackson, Tyrone Matthew, and Justin Reed – all have very IDP relevant seasons there at safety. So that'd be a great. Yeah, I agree. I I think it would be a a perfect spot for him uh, professionally. And honestly, for fantasy football fans alike, I could see it happening. I could see it being a good spot for them. We'll see. I mean, you know, who knows, but we'll see how it goes. We will see how it goes. We just want to talk about that to kind of lead the show off, guys, just because, I mean, you know, he did finish as a top three defensive back last year for IDP, like in our IDP one, two, three scoring system. So, you know, he did have a really good pass pass rush grade last year, but apparently he he's a total liability in coverage, which might explain these super high tackle numbers. So, but yeah. uh, you know, like Jerry said, lead off the show, we're going to talk about our each of our own individual uh, top 10 current uh, linebacker rankings right now for Dynasty. Um, you know, just it's that time of the year. We kind of want to get things straightened out as we roll into draft season and obviously have, you know, a, a cornerstone or a foundation on what our our stuff's going to look like. Our rankings are going to look at later in the season. So 
we figured this would be a good time to uh, do this show for you guys. So here we are. And I guess we can go ahead and start. Number one is kind of, you know, this is kind of a, a dunk. You know, it's pretty easy to just, you know, put Darius Leonard at the top. You know, the dude's young. He's a total beast since he came to the league. He's a tackle monster. He gets sacks. He gets turnovers. He's on a team that is, you know, in the uh, disarray right now as far as quarterback is concerned. I mean, what's not yeah, to uh, nothing. He's the best player on the field when he's on the field. I mean, he played, what, 13 games? You know, we have a graphic here. 13 games last year, 133 tackles, I believe. Uh, 121. I mean, 121. So, you had 121 total tackles. That's Six quarterback tackles. hits. That's a buttload of tackles for mm -hmm. 13 games. You know, five sacks, six, seven tackles for loss, two forced fumbles. I mean, the dude's a savage. He's – He's without a doubt the number one. I don't. It's not close to me. I don't see how you know. Obviously, we've got one or two that we're different on, but we knew we weren't going to be wrong on Darius Leonard. And yeah. I'm so glad that I got him in our dynasty league. So, yeah, you. I see you've you've in all the drafts I've done with you in the past year, you have always gone out of your way to get Leonard, and it has never not worked out for you. So, yeah, so, no, I mean he's he's the guy. Yeah. He's great. I mean, he's great in all aspects of the game, too. I mean, he he's, gets a ton of tackles. I mean, he had, a, what was it, 161 his rookie season? Um, yeah. You're like you said, he had over 120 in 13 games. I mean, I'm happy yeah. 121 tackles at the end of the season for my linebacker one, period. That's in 16 games usually. Yep. So if he's going to do it in 13 games, you know, you kind of – we just have to anoint him. He's the second coming. He's the messiah of your IDP team, guys. If you can get Darius Leonard for a reasonable price, you know, even I have a question. If oh, you and let's take this back. If you had Patrick Willis in his prime and Darius Leonard, who are you taking number one? I mean, I'm just gonna go with the recency bias. I'm just gonna take Darius Leonard. I mean, he just there's nothing this guy can't do at this if point. If that tells you, that tells you how good he is. That's just scary. Yeah. He's so. that good. He's great in coverage. I mean, how many how many interceptions did he have this year? Was it like three, four? Let me see. Five. Five, he had five interceptions. In 13 games. Basically an interception every other game. He had two touchdowns too, didn't he? Uh, I don't know. I think he had two he had or three touchdowns. One. He had at least one. Yeah, he had one interception return for a touchdown. I don't see any other ones. So, I thought he had a um, forced fumble return for a touchdown too. Mm, I could be wrong. Here. I know he had two forced fumbles. So, I mean, he was doing shit. So that you know, that's kind of a layup, guys. I mean, Darius Leonard, he's you know young, he's athletic as they come, he's a tackle monster, he's a big play monster. I mean, this is your dynasty linebacker one for the foreseeable future, guys. Um, I don't see that changing anytime soon, personally. So, kudos to you if you have him. And Jared, Jared and I both have him as our number one. So that was you know we're just gonna go through these together. Um, and where we part, you know, we will tell you what we think about him. So. Number one, Darius Leonard. Let's go ahead and go on to our next guy, who also is the same for both of us. Our uh, linebacker two in Dynasty right now is Jalen Smith. Uh, Talk about climbing the charts. Yeah. Dude's a savage. 141? 142 is what I'm, I'm seeing on here. But 141, 142, whatever it was. Um, for the Cowboys, he also can rush the passer a little bit. He had four sacks last season, two and a half this year. Uh, people were kind of knocking him 
in coverage, but he did have that game against Chicago, I remember. It was on primetime, I think, where he kind of got burned a couple times. And so everybody saw that and was like, oh, he sucks in coverage. But that's not the true story with uh, with with Jalen Smith. Um, you know, there's a reason he doesn't come off the field, and it's not because he sucks, you know, in coverage. So Yeah, he's the real deal. Uh, you know, it's funny because if, you'd, if we'd had the same show last year, Jalen Smith wasn't on it because I was worried about his injuries, and Leighton Vander Esch was. And I, know I don't think Leighton – LVE is not on either one of our lists. Not top ten, no. It's, so you know, these things happen. I mean, you have to stay fluid, you know, situation change. And LVEs, you know, that's not a knee injury. That's a neck injury. Neck. Yeah. If it was a knee, I'd feel a little bit different. But the neck injury, you know, and it's it's a recurring neck injury. That's what I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he injured it in college, you know. So I <clears throat> love this kid. But, yeah, yeah Jalen Smith's real, man. I, I like him. He's athletic. I'm glad he's finally healthy. And the Cowboys obviously see that. They paid him handsomely to keep him. So that yeah. was big. Yeah, uh, he deserved that's it. That's a pretty easy one for both of us. Yeah. 80 solo tackles this year, 80 solo tackles last year. I mean, you know, that's that's good. So Jalen Smith, there's also another one. It's just kind of a layup. We won't spend too, too much time talking about it. Guys, you know, this is a guy, if you have him on your dynasty team, you should feel very confident going into this next year and looking forward for the next couple of years. I mean, like you said, Jared, he did get paid already. Um, he's proven it. You know, the injury was kind of a thing coming out of college, but he's had three solid seasons with the Cowboys. He played in all 16 games his rookie year. Um, well, he didn't start all 16, but he was part of that, you know, and he still had 81 tackles. So this guy's nothing but motor at this point. I mean, it's full steam ahead. Two 16-game seasons back-to-back these last two years, 121 tackles and 142 this last season. So, you know, six tackles for loss in there as well, which is always nice to see. So. Jalen Smith, the real deal. Um, so let's go ahead and take you guys to our Dynasty Linebackers 3. So this is where we're going to get just a little bit different. So uh, I guess I'll just go first since I'm already rambling on here. My next guy is also a Smith. My Dynasty Linebacker 3 is Roquan Smith. And I'll just kind of tell you guys what my thoughts are with him. You know, Roquan Smith, he's got awesome draft capital. He is also a tackle monster. He had 121 tackles his fresh rookie year. He only started in 14 games. 89 solos, eight tackles for loss. And in this last year, he only managed to play 12 games. Then in 12 games, he still racked up 101 tackles, five tackles for loss. Um, he's a beast. I mean, he's a tackle monster. He's got the draft capital. He was a freak at the combine. You know, he did injure himself this year, but I mean, a lot of linebackers injured themselves this year. We talked about that more than once, you know, during the season that we were noticing, you know, especially the peck, a lot of peck injuries this year. And, you know, we kind of talked about, is it maybe have something to do with the way tackling is changing, but that's not, I mean, that's not my area of expertise, athletic injuries, but Roquan Smith for me is just, he's an unstoppable force in the middle of the field. And I do not see the Chicago bears getting better and him like not being on the field just all the time making plays. So that is my- well, one thing that I, I like and I don't like. Um, they moved on from Kwiatkowski, uh, which I expected. Um, I will continue to say that I think Danny Trevathan is a better buy. When healthy, I like DT better than Roquan Smith because I just think for me, and I love Roquan Smith. Don't get me wrong. I love him coming out of college. I think when he's, he's a downhill guy, he gets after it. But my thing is, is I just – 
what happened to him last year? It wasn't an injury, really. It was some mental thing where the coach has had something to do with the DUI and he wasn't playing and something was going yeah. on. There was some that just that happened. It just came out of nowhere. And that's disturbing to me. I, I want some, you know, and that's not something I expected out of a kid when you watch him upcoming in college at Georgia. I really, that's where I'm worried about him. Uh, I like him, but again, he's not top three to me because I'm worried that, am I going to get rookie year or am I going to get sophomore year, Roquan? Out of, and don't get me wrong, he had a good year last year at 101 tackles, but he excelled because Danny Trevathan got hurt. Once Danny Trevathan was gone, it was, it was like basically like, hey, Roquan, we need you now because we don't have anybody else. <laughs> and then he started to play really well again. He disappeared for me. And that's not something I want out of my number three. And that's where I'm a little worried about him to where I can say the exact same thing about my number three guy who, uh, if you pull him up, I would appreciate it. I got you. Is Devin White in the beginning, a little slow, but at the end, then we're talking about coming on strong. I mean, five quarterback hits, two and a half sacks, four, four tackles for loss, three pass deflections and interception, three forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries. Yeah. And what do we have? 94 t- total tackles, I think. Uh, yeah, and he, and, and he, sorry, 91, and he was injured. So, you yeah. know, the first part of the season, he did this in the back end of the season, which is when I want him to be strong. And you're going to see that a lot of rookies anyway, are just not going to play a first full season. And then they kind of get up, get their feet wet, figure it out. I love Devin White. I think that he's exactly what we expect out of him. I think he's only hit his stride towards the end of the season. And they're comparable. Coming out of college, they were very comparable, Roquan Smith and Devin White. I mean, it's kind of crazy. But for me, I'm going to have to go with Devin White as my number three in the dynasty because I just trust him more. Yeah. You know? I feel you there. And he's in a great situation. You know, that that defense is so disruptive with Sue in the middle, with Via Veda or Via Veda in the middle, you know. And then you have Shaq Barrett screaming off one edge and, you know, JPP on the other. That's why these. That's where these four fumble recoveries came from. I mean, in Levante David, I haven't even said anything about him. They're just so disruptive, and they have so many playmakers in that defense that they're. You're right. There are going to be big plays to be had, and it's going to be interesting to see. You know, in my, you know, for instance, how Tom Brady being there is going to affect this defense overall. Are they going to be on the field a little less? Are they going to maybe be able to be a little more creative? Because isn't a Bowles is still there, right, Todd Bowles? Yeah, it's. I don't think it's that. So for me, I mean, let's be real. It's it's going to run through what Arians decides to do. I don't expect um, Tom Brady to throw thirty interceptions. I just don't. Yeah. Um, so he might throw less than thirty touchdowns, or he could throw thirty-five touchdowns. I don't expect the defense to stay on the field any less or any more. I kind of expect it's about the same but I just don't expect the turnovers to happen. Um, maybe oh, drives yeah. take, take a little longer, but Aaron still likes to push it. So it'll be interesting to see what they do at the running back position. I still think they're going to go after Todd Gurley, which could make it interesting on the defensive side because Todd Gurley's in Atlanta now. Oh, yeah, sorry, Atlanta, um, which 
That's awesome. They're going to have to draft somebody because they got rid of Peyton Barber this week too. Barber went to Washington. That just means Ronald Jones and uh, Dare Angabawale or whatever his name is is there. So they'll definitely go for somebody in the draft. I mean, they're obviously in a win-now mode, and they put all those great guys on the defense back on the team. And we got Shaq Barrett. You know, he should have probably been defensive uh, player of the year this last year with his – Yeah, he got robbed, dude. Yeah, and it's just because the Bucks sucked. If he was on the Bucks, if he does this again this year with the Bucks with Tom Brady, he's lock it in. You know, what I mean, if he has a yeah. season even close to that with Tom Brady and all those eyes on Tampa Bay, he'll get. You know, they'll. But I mean, can he repeat it? But that's the thing. They brought everybody back. He's back. Sue's back. David's back. And they're going to be able to maybe even rush the passer a little bit more when they get ahead in some of these games. So who knows? He might even. Who there's you know there's so much there's so much to like about this Tampa Bay defense and I think I think Devin Bush at number three in your dynasty linebacker rankings I like it um, so I, I won't lie to you I, I like it a lot uh, I don't have him quite that high on mine but he is in my top ten so we're 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 definitely vibing there let's uh, get to our number four guy who this is another one we both have at the same spot and that is our man Corey Littleton. Uh, Last season had 134 total tackles, five and a half tackles for loss, uh, nine pass deflections, four fumble recoveries, two forced fumbles, two interceptions. I mean, this guy is a total stud. Now he is with the Las Vegas Raiders, who needed linebacker help. He got paid, not as much as he should have, but he got paid. And for an undrafted guy, I mean, he's put up back-to-back elite seasons at the linebacker position. Um, you know, and he's done it without being a name Bobby Wagner. He's done it without being named Luke Keekley. And people are starting to notice, you know, he got paid. And I think the IDP community is, you know, a lot of people talk about, well, you can just kind of get a guy on waivers. Guys like this don't just pop up all the time. And he did, and he's put his stamp on the position. I mean, he's he's top five dynasty linebacker for us in IDP right now. Um, I mean, you've got him on more teams than I do. I know you do because I know you've been. Oh, too- I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I. I've been hiring this dude forever, and he should let me be his agent because I'll be real. I'd have got this dude fourteen million, fifteen million a year at least. And you know, I mean, have it. it. And if uh, you know, if Jadavian Clowney is looking for what a hundred and he's looking for what and nineteen million a year, how am I not getting Corey Littleton that with you know one hundred and thirty-four tackles, five quarterback hits, three and a half sacks, six tackles for loss, seven pass deflections two interceptions and two forced fumbles, and honestly, kind of a down year compared to the year before. And you're yeah. telling me Jadavion Clowney's worth more than this guy? Get out of town. This dude is a savage. Yeah. And, that I mean, let's be real. The Raiders are pretty stout on the defensive line. We, we know I love Max Crosby, so do you. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, they, they've got the young kid. Um, they got Arden Key. They've got um... – Clone Farrell. I totally forgot about Arden Key. Oh, my gosh. Who'd they bring yeah, in the Clint, middle, too? So, they brought in uh, the dude from – that well, got released from the Browns, went to Tampa. and Oh, Carl Nassib. Yeah, Carl Nassib. So, I, I, as a as a senior guy, I think that's good for the locker room. Uh, dude, they're – watch out. The, the Raiders are – they're going to be a little scary. Yeah, their defense, you know, Jonathan Abram, is finally better, and they're probably going to draft a corner and probably another guy, another D-tackle. I mean, they went from zero to hero on paper anyway. We'll have to see how all these guys gel and mesh. But we know They got Matt Kulkowski, Kulkowski too, right? 
Yeah, and I uh, will. I'm gonna. We'll talk about Kukowski later. But the more and more I look at him, the more and more I'm in love with him being on the Raiders. Because I mean, you just look at what he did in Chicago last year when he came in for Roquan during that time when Roquan was kind of in trouble, and then when he came in for he, Jason, he was only incredible. I mean, all he, he did reminds all- me, he's like the other Joe Schober. <laughs> exactly. He's just a guy. He's just a jag. Everybody's like, oh, whatever. But I'm like, mm, I'm trying to snatch him up, and I honestly been you know kind of kind of been a little lax on how many shares of him i got but i'm gonna be yeah i'm with you man Corey lilton though listening i expect those trade offers to come through your leagues if you're in there with me because they're going to be happening soon yeah i mean well i'm i mean let's be real i've got darius landard and Corey lilton in in our league in our main league yeah and rdp good luck getting getting them from me so those two i know you're hard you're hard to bargain with there's some there I am. guys in that league. And I've got, and I've got CMC. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's your only running back, though, so don't get too excited over there. We'll see how your team That's kind of all you need. True, yeah. <laughs> as long as he's on <laughs> who cares? <laughs> Just put any, any old guy in the RB2 spot. Yeah. All right, we'll move on. You guys have heard us talk about Corey Littleton. He's a favorite of the show, top five dynasty linebacker for both of us. Um, here's another guy. This is kind of where we're going to part off a little bit, too, and – you know, if anybody pay attention to me and IDP, you guys know that I'm obsessed with TJ Watt. Um, he's a beast. I mean, this is the other guy that probably should have got Defensive Player of the Year if it wasn't Shaq Barrett. Um, and you know if the Steelers would have been a good team this year, he definitely would have been a contender for it. But, I mean, he had 55 total tackles, 36 quarterback hits, 14 and a half sacks, you know, eight pass deflections. Eight pass deflections as a defensive end. You know, well, outside linebacker, edge rusher, whatever, you know, if we're going to get in the semantics of it all, doesn't matter. Eight of them. That's wild. Eight forced fumbles, not fumble recoveries, eight forced fumbles. On See, I'm going to revert back to what you just said, and this is why. You said eight pass deflections as what? What position did you say? Oh, as a defensive end. So and that's my only reason he's not on my list. I know, but I, everything I do is based on um, all my ranking and stuff are based on sleeper. That's where all my leagues are. So in ID, you know, in our IDP one two three scoring, I mean, he was a top three or four linebacker last year. You know, and the thing with TJ Watt for me is you're not. I don't. I just don't see you ever getting a bad season out of him. Does that make sense? I mean, if you just look at his career, I mean, he's only been in the league three years. He's never been under fifty four. He's tackles. healthy. I think that's good. Exactly. He's never played less than 15 games. He plays 15 games every season, and he's good for at least 10 tackles for loss and at least 12 quarterback hits. I mean, and that's like his floor. And I don't think we've seen anything close to T.J. Watt's ceiling. Maybe we did on the turnovers this year with the eight forced fumbles and the two interceptions, 10 turnovers, or, you know, well, I don't know if the forced fumbles actually went their way or not, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But there's still me bone for tj watt i mean this is a dude who's only 25 you know what i mean like he's just entering his prime and he's gonna be and you know think about the steelers team this last year so for me tj watt presents a solid floor and big play upside and we you know he had the streak too this year where he just had a sack basically every game for what was that seven eight nine weeks in a row you could yep. just count on him and i feel like that's just i just feel like he's one of the safest you know, big play linebackers that you can play. And at 25 years old, I'm dropping them in all my lineups for the next five years and no one's going to stop me. So that's just kind of how I feel about TJ Watt. Um, 
big play upside. He can win you a week in one play. I mean, he can sack, strip, fumble, the whole deal, pick it up, run it back in. It can, it can happen. And there are only a few guys in the league that you can look at and say there's a possibility this game that he pulls, he takes the whole thing home. So I love him to death. I know you like him too, but you, uh, your top, your your number five guy is another total stud, total beast. Go ahead and talk to us here a little bit about your number five guy, Tremaine okay. Edmonds. I love Tremaine Edmonds, and I know that he kind of was quiet in the beginning of the year last year, but to come out as strong as he did with 115 tackles, four quarterback hits, one and a half stack, ten tackles for loss, seven pass deflections, and an interception. When he finally hit his stride, it's almost like they changed you know, their scheme. I'm like, you know what, Tremaine, we kind of go play your game. And he did. And I think that's what he had a great rookie year, just like these other guys we're talking about. He comes in, has a slow start to his second, but then 115 tackles and he wasn't getting a lot of playing time. You know, guy was, you know, Matt Milano was getting all the, seems like he was getting all the playing time. And he was getting seven, eight tackles a game and then disappears. And here comes Tremaine Edwards, Edmonds, which is exactly what I want to see out of this guy. I think he's a stud. I think he is a guy you got to keep on your roster. He's a guy that I would – I think you can buy low on right now. But come, come season time, mark my words, you're not going to get this dude in Dynasty very long. And that's why he's on my list. And I, because he had a slow year last year, He's, you know, kind of buy low right now. So go buy him. Go get him and give him for the next three years. And when he blows up in the first 10 games, if you sell him, guess what? You can sell him for the house because we're going to have to pay for him. And that's what I I think he's – how do you feel about it? I love him. I mean, Tremaine Edmonds, I'm looking. He's not in my top ten right now. Um, you know, that's subject to change at all times, though, you know, guys. Where do I have him, actually? Just out of curiosity, I'm going to look. But, I mean, you're kind of right. You could probably, if you ever were going to buy low on him, it would be now. I mean, the guys who love him, love him. But, you know, he's still – he's floor is solid. I mean, you know, 100-plus tackles basically every year. He's only 21. So, you know, the pro- my situation thing right now, though, is, you know, the Bills are going to have to pay him in a year or two. Do the Bills keep him around? They probably do, I guess. Um, but middle linebacker money is slowly creeping up a little bit. Him or Mamelano. Well, depending on the money, but I would say they're definitely going to keep him. But I have him at 14 right now in my dynasty linebacker rankings. That's probably a little bit too low, honestly, especially given how young he is. So. Um, I might have to fix that, but it is a good time to buy low. You know, I think the bills are a good, a good kind of sleeper pick to pull a San Francisco, go from zero to hero this year. Uh, You know, they mean, they made the playoffs last year. It wasn't even like they were a zero. People might look at them like that still, but you know, he's a guy that is not, he's not Fred Warner. You know, he's not TJ Watt. He's not Darius Leonard, but he's probably, he's going to go neck and neck with those guys. If they play, if they all play all things being even, so I'm definitely with you there, and I, I love that. I love him at your five, and honestly, he'll probably be creeping into my top ten by the time season rolls around and maybe even by the time my next uh, rankings are updated. But this is right now, you know, guys, and this is just kind of where we're both at. Um, so Tremaine Edmonds is Jared's linebacker five for Dynasty right now, and mine was T.J. Watt. Six, seven, 
and eight, we are both completely in line with, which I love. You know, six, we both have Bobby Wagner. Um, what's not to love about Bobby Wagner? I mean, he's the model of consistency. You know what I mean? The guy's never gone under 100 tackles ever. He basically goes 125 plus every year of the past. He's gone over 120 tackles every year of the past four years. You know, what's not to love about that? Here's the thing about Bobby Wagner. If he wasn't just a little bit older, I think he would be in our top four. Um, I think both of us would agree on that. But because he's just a little bit older and he's kind of more the the guy in Seattle, I think that's the only reason he's number six because year in and year out, Bobby Wagner is consistent. He's a stud. Yeah. He's, he's, he's he's the 29. anchor of that defense. Yeah, yeah he's 29, like you said. It's a little old for a big dynasty buy. I mean, there's still a two, three-year window there to be productive. But, I mean, we saw Luke Keekley retire at 29. So, who's to say Bobby Wagner doesn't hang him up sometime this summer, you know, or next year? So, I would tread lightly with what you're paying for Dyn- or Bobby Wagner and Dynasty. But assuming he plays, I mean, again, he's locking men, you know. I mean, you know you know what you get with Bobby Wagner. There's not really a question. You're getting 120, 130-plus tackles. You're getting a guy who never comes off the field. You're getting a guy who's going to play 16 games. And he's going to I want to say he's got another five years in him. I think Ooh. he's out by 30. I, honestly, I truly believe that. I'm, I, he reminds me a lot. In the aspect, Derek Brooks played what sixteen seasons without missing a game. Sixteen yeah. seasons. So if my man can pull one hundred and fifty nine tackles, hell, if he can pull one hundred and thirty nine tackles for the next three years, is he not a dynasty grab? No, you're right. You're right. That's a big if, though. I mean, again, you know, these guys are they're making business decisions now. You know, they don't just have to just keep pounding the pavement. So we'll we'll see what he does. But I'm with you. I mean, if he plays, he could beat Thomas Davis. You know, I mean, if he wants to go that route and play until he's 35, 36, he's a guy that could do it, and he's always going to have a job. I don't think that – He's healthy, too. I mean, he's always healthy. That's the one thing about him. It's not, it's not a guy that's banged up. That's why I like Bobby Wagner for another three to five years. Yeah. So, I think 34. He might hang it up 34, but that gives me – that's a whole dynasty. I mean, in dynasty league, that's, enough, that's a whole dynasty. I mean, most right. dynasty leagues are three years. So you're right, um, and I mean that's why we both got him at six. You know, we're kind of making excuses for it, but you're right. I mean, that's why he's at number six because you can still win a you can still win a championship and maybe multiple championships with Bobby Wagner on your team. You, you know, and he might be a buy if somebody buys into the, you know the kind of the narrative we were just talking about. Hey, he's a little older. Luke Keekley retired. I mean, if you want to go buy, you know, Bobby Wagner, and if you're listening to us. That's exactly what you should be telling your league. Yeah, you, know, you know Bob Wagner's oldest and that. Yeah. And then you get him as a steal. Slap him because on. that's what I would be saying until you guys try to bring it up to me because we both know he's not out of my top ten. Yeah. So Yeah. If you know what our rankings are, and if you're listening to this show, you know we I mean like even at the age, you know, Bob Wagner, he still comes in for six for both of us. So we're gonna move on to the next guy on our list. This is another guy that we love, our man all pro Joe, Joe Show. Big Show Joe, Joe Schobert, what up, what up? In 2019, 133 tackles, six and a half tackles for loss, four quarterback hits, two sacks, nine pass deflections, blah, 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 blah. He's he's amazing. He's amazing and he got paid. He's going to be on the field a ton because the Jaguars are not going to be a very effective offense. Tell me this. Do you like him better where he's at now or where he's at Cleveland? 
I like him almost the exact same because I view both of those teams kind of the exact same. Like, offense has got some flashy pieces, but I haven't seen it all come together yet. And the defense has some flashy pieces, but I haven't seen it all come together yet. I got so, to hear one thing from their defensive coordinator that, or, you know, their head coach at all one here. Well, we're going to – it's perfect. We're going to move Joe Schilbert to the middle linebacker position. Thanks, sweet. buddy. You just became a stud. Yeah. And you already were a stud. And you already oh, dude, I'm telling you, 140, 142 tackles. Mark it. Put it down. Damn. That would uh, that would be a little under his career best. He had 144 in 2017. Just so people know, like Joe Schobert had 144 tackles in 2017. He had 103 this last year. And in 13 games in 2018, he had 103. He's a tackle monster. He's good in coverage. You can look at the PFF grades if you don't believe me. Um, pass deflections, nine this last year. Dude had four interceptions, two in back-to-back games. Those were some big games, too. He's the only middle linebacker that put up a 50-point game in IDP 123 uh, in 2019. But you remember that game. That was that game they lost. That, the only reason nobody remembers this game because that's the game Miles Garrett hit Mason Rudolph in the head. But yeah. He, Joe Schobert literally ran that whole game. He had two – I mean, and they still lost somehow. But, again, but he's on a perfect situation in my the, opinion. The Joe, Browns won that game, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Browns did win that. No, they didn't. Yeah. The Steelers won. Remember, that's why Miles Garrett was mad because they were getting their asses handed to him. The Steelers no, it was, it, was that, that was no because they went for it on fourth down. Are you sure? Yeah, that was a fourth down play. All right, I'm there would have been ten seconds inside the five. They ran the clock out. The Browns won at home. Did they? All right, you might be right, Steve. You can check with us. Let, let us know at the end. Yeah. I mean, we, well, Steve will look that up. We'll figure it out. But anyway, either way, he had a monster game. And Joe Schobert, I mean, at this point, you just just buy him. I mean, at at at, at cost. I mean, 26 years old, just got paid. Miles Jack will be there this year because they owe him so much money in Jacksonville, but he'll be gone next year. And Joe Schobert's not going to be gone next year. Tell me this. If Telvin Smith said he's, says he's coming back, is Miles Jack get traded? Nobody's picking up Miles Jack's contract. There's no way. <laughs> You're damn right. You're damn right. No way. Yeah, no. And you know what they'll want for Miles Jack? They'll want a first. Too much. They'll ask for a first because they're the Jaguars. Stupid. Uh, anyway, but guys, we love Joe, Joe Schobert. He's a beast. You know, book him for, book him for like Joe, Jared said, you know, 140 tackles probably and some turnovers. And like I said, I just love him. He's He's got some good content on uh, – Facebook or on uh, Twitter too. If you follow him or his uh, girlfriend. So Agreed. they do some funny TikTok videos and stuff. If you're into that. Our next guy on this list, our dynasty linebacker eight, again for both of us, is a guy that everyone should know very well if you play IDP. That's Blake Martinez. Here's another guy that's just a model of consistency, kind of like a, a cheaper Bobby Wagner. But I mean, 144 tackles, 144 tackles, 155 tackles his last two seasons. How do you have 155 tackles and not not get picked up by the Green Bay Packers? And the thing is, the entire team loves him. Oh, Everybody yeah. thinks he's a phenomenal leader, and he doesn't get picked up for 10 million. How much did he make? 13 million. I don't know. I kind of like I kind of like the landing spot in the, on the Giants. Honestly, I mean, the oh, more- don't get me wrong. The Gi- that's a great move for the Giants. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a Packers fan. I don't follow the organization super closely. Um, 
who knows why they didn't pick him up. Maybe your boy Curtis Bolton's gonna fire it up. I hope so. I, I want my man CB to get on. Live long, Kurt. Do it. Get him. Cool. Curtis Bolton for real, dude. They did bring in somebody though, didn't they? Didn't the Packers bring somebody in to replace? Well, him? they brought in Summers last year. Hmm. They're probably. Gonna oh crack. no, they brought in um. Well, mental blank. Um. Steve, look it up. Steve, let. We know who we know. They brought in some uh, Kersky. Oh yeah, that's it. The other the other brown guy. Duh. Uh, I like that. I like that move. Like I said, we said on the show we talked about the free agency. I think we both have him in our top twenty. Um, but I don't know if he'll be able to get the kind of tackle numbers that Blake Martinez can. It's an unstoppable force when it comes to tackling. Yeah, that dude don't miss tackles. Nope. So there's Blake Martinez. He's both our dynasty linebacker eight going into the 2020 season. <clears throat> so this is again where we kind of flip flopped a little bit, guys. These are our these next one is a little different for each of us. I've got Devin White. Jared had Devin White up at three. I've got Devin White down at nine. And for me, you know, it's just I know what I'm going to get with everybody on this list ahead of him. It's not a knock on Devin White at all. I think he is. I mean, from what I saw last year, and I had him on a couple of teams, like you said, Jared, towards the end of the season, you could basically look at – I looked at him in my lineup and was like, hell yeah, like because I knew what was coming. And he had big game after big game after big game there towards the end of the season. You know, he only ended the season with 91 total tackles, but four tackles for a loss, you know, two and a half sacks, two and a half sacks from a linebacker. I mean, I ain't mad at that at all. Two forced, three forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries. He's on a very disruptive defense, and um, Todd Bowles on that defense, uh, that defensive coordinator. So I mean, you know they're going to dial up some fun stuff. And with Shaq Barrett and JPP, kind of like we said, like I said earlier, you know, when you had the three, there's nothing not to love about him. Um, I just want to see him play the full season healthy, and I want to see kind of what he can put on paper at that point. And you know, when Levante David gets out of there, it's basically just going to be him running the whole show. So. I'm excited for that. And I agree. I, I love going it. Going into I mean, I know I gave him high high praise uh, coming in his rookie season. Uh, I compare him to Derek Brooks, who's my favorite player of all time. Um, if you don't know, uh, Derek Brooks again, 16 seasons, didn't miss a game. Devin White can be that kind of stable. Ten years, expect that. Expect him to be in your dynasty. I love him. Again, he he's where he's number four for me or number three for me. He's three for and you. Twenty one so, years old. There's nothing he, but outside there. Yeah, he ain't going nowhere for me, dude. I love that dude. So yeah. Nice, nice. Next and then uh your number nine guy is Roquan Smith, who we talked about a little bit earlier. He was my number Yeah, we flipped, right? So yeah. your your nine guys is not my number three and my number three or my number nine is your number three. Um Again, as long as Danny Trevathan's there, Roquan is the real deal. Let's not get this twisted. You know, in 12 games, 101 tackles. In 16 games, I'm expecting 130 to 140 tackles. Okay. And we really say 12 games, but he didn't play much in one of those games at all. Yeah, so we, we might as well say 11. You could even say 10 games. They played a half of one game. So he 101 tackles in 10 games. Ten tackles a game, bro. I mean, that's that's what it is. So he's only twenty. He's well. So. He's young. He's got a lot of upside. He's got a great motor. I like him. I just don't like him as much as Devin White. So I for dynasty. You. And that's totally fair, you know. And it's you know, 
it really is just, you know, nitpicking these guys and it's personal preference. You know, who do you really like more? Who do you feel more comfortable with on your team? And there's, I like to diversify. When I first started playing fantasy, I would build a lot of my teams the same. And now I've kind of shied away from that. And I like, there are guys that I like, but I build a lot of my teams, not necessarily purposely differently, but I do invest in, you know, different players. So I might skip on Roquan and take Devin later. You know what I mean? In this draft versus the two before. So it's good to diversify because you never know if if a guy gets hurt, you know, tears his ACL and you have a hundred percent exposure to him as your ninth round pick, you're in trouble, you know? So you got to diversify a little bit so you can be flexible in season to make changes and, you know, but like there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with, you know, Roquan being at nine. There's nothing wrong with him being at three. He's a top 10 dynasty linebacker. He's 22 years old. Like you said, there's nothing but upside there. And he's on the Bears, so he's going to be on the field a ton. You know, they added Quinn. Khalil Mack is still there. Danny Trevathan is still there. You know, their defense two years ago was, you know, the Patriots this last year. I mean, it was the best defense in the league. And Roquan Smith was part of that defense. So he's still there. Squad still boot up. So I expect big things from Roquan this next year. You know, we don't have to have the exact same opinion, obviously, or rankings, but we both know that uh, we aren't going to be mad if either of those guys are on our team, no matter where we draft them. So, Agreed. I'm with you. So coming in at number 10 is another young gun, another Devin. We got Devin Bush, both of us, from, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Devin Bush uh, had 109 tackles. This last year, two quarterback hits, one stack, nine tackles for loss. Nine tackles for loss. You know, you want to take a little look at that. Don't forget. Yeah. Devin Bush can get behind the line of scrimmage, you know. Now, don't be getting it twisted. One interception, a forced fumble, or a fumble. Yeah, one forced fumble and four fumble recoveries. And this is another guy that is just, he's on a defense where the ball is going to be knocked out. If it ain't by him, it's by somebody. TJ Watt, Bud Dupree, Terrell Edmonds is not. The greatest, but he's not terrible. And then Mika Fitzpatrick is always on the back end just stalking shit. So, I mean, this is another disruptive defense. Cameron Hayward's in the middle. I love it. You know, there's a reason Devin Bush came away with, you know, four fumble recoveries this year. Because these dudes are knocking the ball out, you know. I mean, there's, there's the Steelers' defense was a big play waiting to happen last year, and that was with no quarterback. That was with no ability to really pin it back and just get after the quarterback because you were never really in that position. But this year, if Big Ben comes back healthy and they're actually up in games and they're putting the pressure on, I mean, I'm, I'm loving it. And Devin Bush, 21 years old, he's, you know, last year coming in, I know you were high on him. I was high. I think we both had him ranked higher than Devin White last year coming in for rookie season. I had hey. both of them in my top. I said I, you could coin flip them. I did when I did my IDP 411 rookie guys. They, I told said that they could flip flop, either one of them. Yeah, and they both had uh, great seasons. Great seasons. I mean, what I expect out of them. They were the top two linebackers coming out. Um, Devin White didn't have as many tackles as Devin Bush. Devin Bush, let's be real. The first eight games looked like a world beater, bro. He was a world beater. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, but I don't know how people had Nick Bosa through the midway of the season had Nick Bosa had Devin Bush. Devin Bush was a man child the first eight games. It, it wasn't even close to me. No, you're right. But again, it, you know, we've we talked about this on this show, you know, in December. You know, a lot of that comes with the ebb and flow of the season. If Big Ben would have been on the Steelers that year, last year, T 
TJ Watt is Defensive Player of the Year because they win more games. Devin Bush is Defensive Rookie of the Year, potentially. Nick Bosa has that chin. He got that smile. He got that little cute little swag thing going on. Good for him. He was on the 49ers. They went to the Super Bowl. That's why he got it. But, you know, a lot of this happens. You know, the team you're on, the guys you play around, how well your team is doing affects whose eyes are on you and how much credit you're getting, you know. And But you're right. I mean, early in the season, Devin Bush was a total world beater. And he was he was doing big things earlier in the season, trailed off a little bit in the middle of the year. But even Tomlin came out and said, you know, he intentionally was kind of limiting his snaps a little bit because he didn't want to, you know, gas him out. And Mike, Tomlin, yeah, I think they realized that, you know, the chance of them making the playoffs the last four or five games was a shot in the dark. Like they had to, really had something happen to Baltimore, and it just wasn't going to happen. So. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't expect Devin Bush to come off the field this next year at all. Mark Barron is not there anymore. He's he's the man in the middle of the field, and I I only see good things coming for him in this next year. So He could very easily be a top-five guy. Let's be honest here. I mean, Devin Bush is real. When, he, when he's playing 100%, I mean, let's be real, he could have had at least 30 more tackles. Could have. I agree. You know, we, we, we talked about one week where he missed seven tackles. Missed in one week. I don't know what happened that game, but to miss seven tackles in the game, dude, what the what the heck happened to you? All right. I don't expect that to happen again. And he's only gonna mature and get better, you know. Yep. Steelers moved up to get him. And, you know, I think they have they have full faith in him going forward. So those are both of our top ten dynasty linebackers. I'm gonna pull this up. For anybody that's watching on the YouTube or the Periscope real fast, uh, these are my top ten. I'm just going to read them back to you in order. I got Darius Leonard, Jalen Smith, Roquan Smith, Corey Littleton, TJ Watt, Bobby Wagner, Joe Schobert, Blake Martinez, Devin Bush, and Devin, or Devin White, and then Devin Bush rounding out my top ten. And then Jared's top ten, similar but a little different. Darius Leonard at one, Jalen Smith at two, Devin White at three, Corey Littleton, four, Tremaine Edmonds at five, Bobby Wagner, six, Joe Schobert, seven, Blake Martinez, eight, Roquan Smith, nine, and Devin Bush rounds out his top ten. So, yeah, that's our top ten dynasty linebackers at the moment. You know, as soon as the draft happens, you know, things might change, you know, and that's just two weeks away. So that's crazy. I know, right? I'm getting pumped. And it's something that's like one of the only things that hasn't really been disrupted by this virus at this point. I mean, yeah, it's not going to be the same as it always is, but at the end of the day, somebody's going to end up on a new team and we're going to have all new stuff to play with, all new things to think about. You know, it's just adding more ingredients in and, and we're really going to be able to start shaping up our redraft rankings. You know, we might be able to pin down some of these dynasty rankings, you know, figure out exactly where we want these guys going forward. And yeah, it's going to be a good time and it'll be interesting to see. You know, Isaiah Simmons is probably going to drop into at least the top 15 right out of the gates, I imagine, maybe top 10. So the next time we do this linebacker show with Dynasty rankings, you know, these things will be different, guys. So, Well, I'm telling you right now, you put Isaiah – if what happens, like I think it's going to happen, if Isaiah Simmons goes to Washington Redskins, you might as well mark it down. I am putting him in the top 15. That, I don't know if they would do that. I've seen a lot of people mocking him to the Giants, which would I don't know if that would – I think that would hurt. Why now? I know, exactly. Now they have Martinez. I don't feel – I feel like that's not – I feel like that's a little short-sighted, a little clickbaity, but I don't know. I'm not a draft expert. Um, 
But if that happened, that would suck from Martinez's point of view. That would suck for both of them, I think. Maybe they play him kind of like they played Bethea last year, and maybe they play him at safety this year a little bit because Bethea, they let Bethea walk. You know, sure. they just got Peppers, and Peppers is a little bit of, uh, you know, injury risk. I love me some Peppers, though. Yeah. So, guys, Um, we're going to bring Steve in real quick. But uh, just so you guys know, we do have, uh, you know, this is our top 10 linebackers rankings. We're going to try to get our top 10 D-line, D-L edge guys up as well this week. And hopefully by next Sunday, we will have our top 10 dynasty uh, defensive backs up too. So we're going to try and crank out three shows for you guys before the draft comes up, you know, just so you have an idea of where we are, you know, thought process-wise, rankings-wise going into the draft. So, you know. Steve made all these awesome graphics for us. What up, Steve? How we do? Good, good. Uh, my only question was, uh, how did you guys feel about Jordan Hicks? Why didn't he make your top ten? This was hard for me, personally. Um, the reason why Jordan Hicks didn't make my top ten, mm -hmm. Devondre Campbell's there. Okay. I, I honestly think that shores up what they miss and putting what well, now they have – Devondre Campbell and is it they have Jordan Phillips too, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I love I love Hicks. I think Hicks had a great year. I think a much better year than everybody expected him to have. And originally, what he was going to be in my top ten. I think I, that's the list I gave you guys. Mm -hmm. um, and he ended up coming out because I look at Dynasty, and do I expect him to be that way for five more years? Okay, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. That's a good question, that's though. Really good question for me. Yeah, I, I have him at 12, just so you know. So he is still pretty high for me. But, I mean, you know, it's an age thing at this point. Now that I'm looking at it, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, we were talking about Tremaine Edmonds earlier. You know, I probably need to move him up above Hicks. So my, my rankings will be updated soon. If you guys are on Dynasty Nerds, you can see my full rankings. But Jordan Hicks, he's he had a great season. Cardinals were on the field a lot. He played very well. I mean, he had a lot of tackles. He was part of some big disruptive plays. That defense got better, I think, this offseason. Uh, I think he's still a, a very solid, solid player. He's just not top 10 for me. So, hey, And the Browns won that game 21-7. to Well, damn, Jared, you were right. Well, then why? I guess I guess Miles Garrett just took all the shine away. I don't know. He was just, he was just in a mess. He had like 17 tackles. I, I think he, was, he was saying, he was claiming that there were some racial slurs uttered, and that was probably what got him going. Yeah, yeah, I remember all that. But I'm just saying that game, Joe Schroeder had yeah, two interceptions. I think he had like 17 tackles. Oh, look. What week was that? That was oh, – Is that the first Cleveland game? November 15th. Hmm. It's right around then. That would have been – Okay, I got you. That game, that's the one where he had – what did he have, seven tackles? I don't know. I'm, what I'm looking at is wrong. I don't know. I'm on the wrong page. He blew up that game. He had two He had two interceptions for sure. He had a ton of tackles. Um, it was like a 50-point game. So, you know, big game for him. I'm looking at ten tackles, two tackles for a loss, a sack. That's it. He had two quarterback hits, four pass deflections, two turnovers. He almost and remember he almost had a touchdown. So that was that was a big game for Joe Schobert. Mm -hmm. Let's see if I can get Jared back in here real quick. All right. Well, 
Yes. Sorry big. about that. Brandon sent me a message. Are you ready for this? He says, he said, tell Let's Steve to scoot over two inches. Social distancing uh, belongs on social media too. <laughs> so, All right. Well, you want to tell the people before we uh, shut this show down? Uh, I, I should have my new setup come next week. I kind of did a little thing uh, doing our test before I hopped on here. Uh, I should have my new setups come Thursday. Mm -hmm. uh, so that'll be nice. And I won't be on my phone, which is great. But if anybody doesn't know that I moved back to Oklahoma, I completely destroyed my kitchen. Uh, I could I could actually show you right now. It's quite a bit different. Uh, I did it. I've we've done a, almost a complete remodel to the house. So uh, my honey-do list was was long. And, but we've been there. You know, it's it's been good. Uh, I'm glad that we're actually able to still do shows. So big shout out to Steve and Jordan for holding it down for me and, you know, let me kind of do my thing. So, and hey, I'm growing a beard. So, we're good. Doesn't look too bad. Yeah. Well, guys, like Jerry said, we appreciate you, IDP Army. We appreciate the follows. We appreciate the listens. Tell all your friends, your family, all your league mates to, you know, follow the show, follow us on Twitter. Um, if you're a YouTuber, follow us on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. If you're watching us on video, if not, you're listening to the podcast, we love you there too. Uh, check out expandtheboxscore.com. That's where we post the, you know, they are our sponsor. We look at all their premium stats. You know, that's good stuff over there. It's all NFL focused this year. Uh, so check them out as well. And yeah, I guess that's all from us today, guys. Like I said, we'll have the uh, top 10 edge guys coming up on the next show and then we'll have the top 10 defensive back guys for dynasty right before the draft and then we'll start getting into draft content and get you ready for your redrafts and your drafts so until next time i guess jared send them off as always fellas let's go let's go let's go in the wormhole probably about to burn in the white tunnel are you ever gonna learn see a land probably gonna merge gonna be dead laying in the dirt Funny how you smart, but you still a nerd. Play your part, girl, gon' turn.